0: Finances, investing, estate, and retirement planning? Well, I went to school, so you don't have to. Welcome to
1: Finances and with Kathy and Jennifer finances, and electric cars. I'm Jennifer and I'm here with Kathy. This week, we're discussing the types, benefits, and cost savings of electric cars. We actually thought of this topic because my car is getting pretty old. A few weeks ago, my husband and I went to a dealership to just browse some options and... It's been a long time since I bought a car. So comparing the difference in gas mileage between a hybrid car and a gas powered vehicle was really eye opening. And that's what made us decide to start looking into more details on the benefits of buying a hybrid or electric vehicle.
0: Do you remember about what the
1: difference was between those two things? I do not.
0: (laughs) I have a friend that has an electric car and I've often wondered what she pays in gas, which I should ask her. But just it really makes me think, is there a benefit to having an electric car versus having a gas car? Obviously, there's an environmental benefit.
1: In 2019, Consumer Reports actually found that 63% of prospective car buyers had an interest in electric vehicles. There are models from little hatchbacks that you can get to big SUVs. So the body style that you would want would probably be available for you in an electric version.
0: There are two types of electric vehicles. There's battery electric vehicle, or BEV, or a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, which is a PHEV. The BEV runs fully on electricity, Well, the PHEV, that hybrid, runs on an electric and gas hybrid, and that's for distance until you switch to your gas hybrid mode of operation.
1: The PHEV can work on electric for a limited time, maybe about 10 to 50 miles, and then it switches to the gas engine once the battery is dead. This model can drive as far as a gas-powered car. These vehicles are are great generally for people who don't drive far and so they can rely on the electric mode, but still get the distance they need when required.
0: In other words, you know, if you're just tooling around or you live in a town and it's easy for you to come and go... That would be the perfect reason for having the, this BEV because you're, you're only going to need the electric part of the car to be able to do your errands and back again. The BEVs use only electricity and some of the newer models can take their driver for multiple days before needing to be recharged. So again, you're going to have to look at the age of the vehicle if you're looking at a used one and what kind of mileage it's getting. To get this distance, they're going to plug into a standard wall outlet, and generally the maintenance costs for these cars are lower because there's no oil changing, because there's nothing gas about it.
1: Some more benefits getting a a hybrid or electric vehicle are that you can charge your vehicle at home.
0: Lots of places charge you more during the day, especially in the summer, for your electricity because they want to minimize your use of electricity at your house. So you can charge it overnight when electricity is going to be at its cheapest. Okay,
1: gotcha. Electricity prices are more consistent than gas prices. The Department of Energy has a calculator to compare cost for your state. It's called e-gallon tool. And as we mentioned, simple components on your car typically mean lower maintenance costs. I did read that you're probably going to have to replace your brake pads more on a gas-powered vehicle than you would on a hybrid or electric. So that is one potential cost savings on maintenance.
0: Another thing to consider is if you're using solar energy at your house, your electricity is essentially free or close to free. So then charging your car would be free for its electricity. There, of course, is no emissions or any kind of particulate that would cause smog. And so that's a benefit to having these electric vehicles.
1: And the carbon emissions are lower than gas-powered cars, they're also super quiet, which can be a nice benefit especially if you have an older gas-powered car right now. <laughs> you might be intrigued by a new quiet vehicle. They provide instant power. We read many times how fun they are to drive because they're so zippy. And all your fuel is available at home. Yes, yeah, so you don't have to
0: say, "Oh my gosh, I've got to get to X go grab some gas." You're just going to plug in your car to your house. There are of course negatives that you need to consider. These cars do cost more in general, than their gas-powered models. And you need to be near an outlet to be able to charge this or have a 240-volt battery charger. Your home is at 110 volts, and these chargers are 240 volt. The car takes both. Of course,
1: it takes less time to charge with a 240. You also need to always plan where you're going to be charging your car. And it takes 25 to 60 minutes to charge your car while extreme heat and cold substantially slow that time. And that's because the battery itself gets drained when there's a lot of heat or cold. And so
0: then it just takes longer for it to actually get recharged for it. And it uses its power very quickly when it's hot and cold. And... This might be a serious consideration if you need a second vehicle where you can rely on it for most of your travels, but that you have another vehicle available to you when you might need some distance or you haven't been able to charge your car. Think about think about how frustrated we get when we haven't charged our phone. Imagine if you haven't charged your car.
1: (laughs) It takes quite a bit more time to charge your car before you can leave. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So then what are the cost benefits? Well, the basic models can start at $30,000 and move well into the hundred thousands, but your federal taxes are eligible for a $7,500 tax credit. And this is when you can subtract the credit from the total tax owed, which is even better than a tax deduction. Certain cities and states may also offer credits, rebates, or vouchers. So check with your state, and you can even combine those with solar savings.
0: You know, interestingly, that that tax credit that Jennifer was just talking about goes away if your car manufacturer has sold its 200,000th electric car. So. GM and Tesla at this time have already hit 200,000 electric car sales, which means that the federal government will not honor the $7,500 tax credit for those two. But Congress is considering raising that from 200,000 to something higher so that you would be able to take advantage of that as well. It's Again, this is just going to be a research game. You're going to have to figure it out. Or Jennifer said she was looking at Toyotas. You can certainly look at a different maker of those cars to be able to take advantage of that tax credit.
1: You'll pay a premium price for hybrids up to $13,000 more than the gas equivalent car, as well as insurance costs. They have a lower risk of being in an accident. For some reason, they said that those
0: vehicles don't tend to get an accident. Maybe it's the drivers that they're just being more careful. Sometimes the insurance is higher as well, though, because they're going to have to pay more to replace your car if they're totaling it. So it's again, you're just going to have to look into what your insurance provider is telling you for your model car.
1: New batteries can cost $2,000, but with savings from gas and other car costs like the oil changes, then it seems to be comparable.
0: Those batteries last for 180,000 miles as well. So it's not something you're going to have to buy annually. But knowing that you've saved those costs in replacing your oil and some other kind of gas powered um, costs, you're going to probably recoup that easily. This seems like it's a pretty easy trade off for those two things.
1: Maintenance costs seem to be a draw. So they're going to be pretty similar. Like we said, there might be a few cost saving benefits for hybrid versus gas and your but your real savings are going to come in fuel costs.
0: Generally, those BEVs can travel around 200 miles on a full charge versus gas engine car, which is about 350, maybe 400 miles on a full tank of gas. But as we said before, a heat and cold really reduces that range where the PHEV combines electric and gas. And so their range comes out to be 400 to 500 miles, so even better than the gas car's. Charging, however, you know, is really an issue. You're going to have to be careful about that because it can take nine to thirteen hours on that 240 volt. But if you're driving around town daily, you can charge it overnight and be confident that you can get that kind of a range. But if you're going to want to go on a longer trip, you're going to want to plan for using a 240 volt versus a 110 volt in your house because that can take 30 hours plus of charging. So it's possible to charge it at your home and or just even charge it enough to use it on a daily basis. But if you want it to be a full charge, it's going to take you a while to do that. Consumer Reports suggests to plan on about four miles of driving for every hour of charge that you get on your 110 volt charge.
1: There are 240 volt chargers at malls and other shopping centers that we've seen close to us that are free to use. And I know that really... Burns Kathy up to see them getting free, free gas while she has to pay for gasoline.
0: It doesn't burn me up. It's one of the things that makes me question, though, why don't I have an electric vehicle if I can just go to the local mall and charge there for
1: free? I mean, something to consider. That's a good point. And so these chargers can add 50% of the battery range in 30 to 45 minutes. Tesla sells a supercharger that can do it in 30 minutes there's also apps and websites that can help you find these stations that are near you, which is super helpful, especially if you're traveling, obviously, and you're in a new place. You need to be able to find these places to charge your car. The 240 volt...
0: So you can actually buy wall chargers at places like Walmart, Costco, Home Depot, and they are sold. They're the 110 volt chargers, and you can install that yourself. They're anywhere from like $500 to $700. But the 240 volt chargers that you could also purchase are going to cost you somewhere between $1,200 and $2,000. It is going to require an electrician to help you install those. Some states even offer you rebates on installing those 240-volt chargers.
1: What happens if your battery dies? They can actually be recycled, but do not have an option to be reused yet. UC Davis's PH and EV Research Center are working on other applications for that. To
0: try and find somewhere that they can reuse those batteries and give them a second life because they cannot be reused in a vehicle, but it doesn't mean they can't be reused somewhere. Mm -hmm. So fourth graders in Virginia even learn what series and parallel circuits are, how power passes along a circuit, And those circuits are different because a parallel circuit will allow you to pull a bulb out of your holiday lights and the lights will still work versus a series circuit. When you pull one out, everything stops working. So they actually have cars. Some of them are in parallel and some of them are series. So they're just different kinds. Again, this is going to require some research on your part to decide which type of vehicle you want. It's not as easy as here is the electric vehicle and here is the hybrid vehicle.
1: A series hybrid uses only battery to drive while the gas engine's job is to charge the battery pack. Longer trips over 50 miles will use the gas engine as well.
0: Well, that parallel hybrid combines both electric and gas to charge the engine at the exact same time. And these models are a little bit more fuel efficient as well.
1: There's also something called a mild hybrid that is the least expensive car to buy of the electrics. This one does not drive on the electric engine. It offers... Power to the gas engine as needed. As the car slows or is idling, it shuts down the engine to save on fuel and minimize its polluting of the air. I kind of feel like that's the car
0: that I tend to hear where people pull up
1: next to me at a stoplight and all of a sudden
0: the car just goes off. So Mm -hmm. maybe that's more of what they're using. Yeah. The plug-in hybrids that we talked about use electricity and then the gas engine comes on as needed. So it's different between these parallel and series circuit where they're using more of the gas and using the electric to subsidize the power that it needs versus using an electric
1: car. Based on all this information, of course, you need to do your own research to find the model that will be best for your type of driving and the distances that you need. I also was looking into, again, just like the gas savings and trying to figure out since that is probably going to be your biggest benefit, is that still really worthwhile? So... I just found online, They gave an example of a Hyundai Sonata, the gas powered car got 29 miles per gallon and the hybrid got 43 miles per gallon in the same model. So that's a big difference. It is a big difference. And so they, you know, they worked it out to figure out that it was about based on gas being $2.55 a gallon and the amount that that person would drive. It was about a $600 savings per year. If you got the hybrid, that is a huge amount of money that you're going to be saving on gas every year. But then also think about how long you plan on keeping the car. If you're somebody who buys a car and you you know, drive it for 20 years, then yeah, you're definitely going to make up the cost of paying more when you initially buy the car. You're going to make up that money in gas savings. But if you're someone who likes to get a new car every few years, then you're probably not going to make your money back in gas by getting a hybrid or an electric version.
0: It's sort of like if you should refinance your home or not. If you're not going to stay there long, it's not worth it because you just paid a lot of money up front and you're not going to recoup those costs. The vehicle is the same way. You could conceivably pay more for that vehicle, in which case you're going to see some savings on your gas purchases. But if you're only going to have it a couple of years, you're not going to recoup thousands of dollars if you're only getting $600 back in savings a year on gas. You know, like everything that's listed here. You need to do research. You're going to have to figure out what your insurance is offering, or if you want to switch insurance plans, you're going to have to see what kind of distance you plan on driving. You're going to need to see if there are even chargers around you. So saying, oh, you can go to local mall, but if you live out somewhere where the local mall is hours and hours away, that's not really a viable option to you. So you're going to have to just do some research and figure out what your actual needs are. And then you can start looking at what the costs will be for that.
1: Anything else? That's all for this
0: week. Thanks for listening to Finances and Electric Cars. We know you chose to listen and we are grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share. Consider leaving a review because it helps bring financial education to others and it helps others find us more easily. Please let us know what questions you'd like answered at our website, financesand.net. You can find right now infographics on these topics at our website and here in the show notes. Finances and does not provide tax or legal advice and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such consult a tax accounting or legal professional for advice on your specific situation remember i went to school so you don't